This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back. This is Catherine Klein on Dollars and Change. And I'm Sandy Hunt. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. And we are excited. In this segment, we're going to be talking with Lindsay Beck and uh, Katarina Schwab, co-founders and co-CEOs at NPX. I think they've gotten up early for us in California. So let's oh, get very ready. early. <laughs> Lindsay, I, I know Lindsay. Lindsay's an early riser, so this is not so abnormal, I believe. Uh, Lindsay, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Great to have you with us. And Katerina, welcome to the program. Thanks so much. I do feel like we should have like Starbucks gift cards <laughs> delivered to any West Coast guests who join us at these hours of the morning. That is that is true. I'm, I'm just guessing they got good coffee at their homes. <laughs> um, so you guys have been uh, at this for a while with this vision to kind of transform the financing of nonprofits through NPX. Uh, Lindsay, let's start with you and uh, tell our listeners a, a little bit about you know your journey and what you were hoping to achieve as you you know as you came up with some of the ideas for NPX. What was the pain point that you saw in nonprofits that made you think there's got to be a better way? Sure. So I was the founder and executive director of a nonprofit for about a decade and was really surprised and frustrated by the financial um, or the capital market there, the way that we had to raise money and often the inverse relationship between impact and money. We were a small, very high impact nonprofit, and the more successful we were, the harder it was to raise money. People would say, wow, you don't need me as a donor anymore. You guys are doing so great. (laughs) And that was sort of the opposite of what I was seeing in my peers in the for-profit world as they were raising money. And so, um, you know, it was just crazy to think that six months of the year we were planning a party as opposed to focusing on our impact and raising money accordingly. Right. And so that pain point um, led me to want to change it and want to create a more efficient capital market for nonprofits where impact is explicitly linked with capital. So I'm, I, I, I want to interject just for a moment here, and we're going to definitely want to get back to the, the solution, but I'm seeing Sandy nod, nodding her <laughs> head here. And like, I, and I just want to sort of underscore the, 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 the two things I'm hearing from you, which I, it sound like, Sandy, you were resonating with, with them. Like mm-hmm. One is the more successful we get as a nonprofit or we're getting as a nonprofit – you know, the harder it was to raise money, that is, you know, back asswards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, we have a lot of impact, we're getting a lot of attention, and it's harder to raise money. And and then yeah. this time-consuming piece of how much time you as a founder had to spend raising money. Really, yeah, it's a really disproportionate amount, typically. Um, and it's funny, why is it, why, why does that first challenge exist? I think Lindsay hit on one of the points, which is, Hey, I heard you just won a $500,000, you know, award. Why would you need my, you know, $50 donation? And you want to brag about the big award because you want the recognition, but then it could erode those donors. I think the other reason is that, you know, we see with nonprofits a lot of times early on, you get some donors who are really excited to be transformational 
and come in and their couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars is such is so powerful mm-hmm. and they get so invested and it's a special way to give money to get something off the ground yeah it's less sexy and fun and inspirational to give to a five-year-old nonprofit that's chugging along right um so i think that there's a lot broken there but you're exactly right if you think about your friend's tech startup the more money they get, the more attractive they are to get more money. So it's a virtuous cycle. And on the nonprofit side, it can tend to be a vicious cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and 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 Katarina, maybe you can tell us, uh, uh, take it from the, the story from from where Lindsay was was just uh, starting off there. Of a, OK, these were the pain points. Uh, you know, how did you and Lindsay get connected and what's the solution that you were trying to uh, promote here in the in the nonprofit space? Yeah. Uh, well, my my background, I had started in investment banking and venture capital very much in the for-profit world mm. and then uh, ended up at a nonprofit uh, running their development on the West Coast for Build On uh, for five years. And as much as I loved the work and was really passionate, I had the same experience of four months of the year planning the gala, um, really trying to – so it was not only an access to capital problems, also an access to impact data that was super frustrating to me because we were a a nonprofit that here in the states was really a youth development organization trying to target at-risk youth and so i thought to myself our intervention is community service we believe that that would empower youth but there were plenty of other nonprofits here even just in the bay area that were targeting the same population and i thought how can we all work together so that you know we're with them one afternoon one one weekend day let's make it so that these kids are covered all week. And there was no way to like look up in a Bloomberg terminal or even honestly Charity Navigator or GuideStar. They, they have said to us that they have, I think it's you know a very small percentage of the nonprofits that actually report their impact data because there's no tie to capital. Why would they? They're already writing so many different reports for mm-hmm. all their different funders. And so it was more of a going around and having lunch with everyone to figure out what everyone was doing. But at the end of the day, all of us hearing, you know, from our executive directors, just raise the capital. We need that's the lifeline to get us to do our work. So when I left uh, Build On after five years, I had the same frustration that Lindsay had, like how nonprofits have to access capital and impact data to to do to do more good. And so I was, I think, talking to anyone and everyone that would listen, and luckily was connected through that process was connected to Lindsay, who was who had been hard at work at trying to uh, figure out a solution while at Wharton. Great. Thank you. So we're talking with Lindsay Beck and Katerina Schwab, co-founders and co-CEOs at NPX. Uh, we've uh, had, had enough buildup here. We, we, we know that you are both struggling with the, the fundraising world and thinking there's got to be a, 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 a better way to drive uh, capital towards uh, impact, you know, high impact uh, nonprofits that are really making a difference in the the world. Tell us about the the what is the your innovative model? Are we calling it an impact security? Do you have a new term for it now? What what the heck is this thing? And Lindsay, let's go to you. Absolutely. So we are still calling it the impact security, and it's a new financial product that brings together donors and investors to fund nonprofits based on their impact. And I pause there to be really clear that when we say donors and investors, we use those terms accurately. So 
donors who want to donate and get a tax write-off, and investors who want to invest and earn a financial return. Yeah, it's a great it's a, it's them. it's a great point. I, I appreciate the vocabulary because right, people will talk about you know they'll sometimes talk about charitable donations as an investment. And I, 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 like, I understand the language and why people would want to do that, but it does get very confusing. So you make an explicit difference between people who are investing and expecting a financial return and donors who are giving and not expecting a return. This is, this is philanthropy. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. And that's, it's important now that you can invest in a nonprofit and earn a financial return. It's really important to use the vocabulary accurately so that people know which role they're playing. And so... The impact security essentially allows a nonprofit to issue performance-based debts. So a nonprofit issues debt to investors and then repays that debt over time with performance-based donations. And so it's really bringing the two together. And we launched our first deal with a nonprofit called The Last Mile in May of this year. And sometimes it's easiest to walk through an example using that deal. So the nonprofit, The Last Mile, issued debt to investors at 800000 So they raised $800,000, which is the amount of money they needed to run their program for four years, and raised that capital from investors. 800000 comes in on day one, and they're able to use that capital to run the program. And then over time, over a four-year period, they will report out on their impact, on a predetermined impact metric annually. And as that impact is reported, it will trigger repayment to investors from an established donor fund. So every year as they achieve impact, the um, donations will be triggered to repay investors or not, depending on if impact happens. And so let's continue to break this down a little bit, and maybe, Katerina, you can can pick up here. So talk to us a little bit more about the donors who are helping to pay back um, this debt. Yeah. What? How? How do they get engaged if they are traditionally the types of donors who give to an annual fundraising campaign for an organization? What's this experience like that makes it different? Yeah, so so our our client was the last mile. So the first step for us after understanding, uh, you know, how much we always ask nonprofits three questions: How much money do you need to raise over what amount of time to achieve X impact? As you can imagine, that's uh, not something that they can just have the answers off the tip of you know tip of their tongue. We go through a process with them, um, and honestly, when we first talked to last to, to the last mile, they said, "How much?" can we raise, you know, because nonprofits are so used to backing into an RFP, what a funder wants. And we said, no, it's really important that we build this use of proceeds from the bottom up and that you build it and that we, we then uh, try to secure donors. So the first step after establishing all of that was to talk to donors and we're really proud. We have, we actually have 16 donors in the deal. Um, which, and it's a great group of donors from the San Francisco foundation to Richard Branson's Virgin Unite to Giving Pledge members Luli and Gordon Gund, uh, Hall Capital Partners Charitable Fund, and a number of individuals. Uh, and they, you know, there's a real pain point, just as we talk about for nonprofits, there's a real pain point for donors, too. There is donor fatigue. You hear them say, like, I can't go to another rubber chicken dinner, <laughs> you know, and, and they know that how much work it takes for the nonprofit. 
and the nonprofit knows that the donors have a full plate, literally, of these types of events. So there is a donor fatigue. They are very focused on impact and even, you know, some of these top philanthropists on their impact legacy. And they don't feel like their capital is explicitly connected to impact. So obviously that's the value proposition for the impact security. So there was great interest. And now we really feel like these 16 individuals and foundations are our ambassadors for this new, better way. So to, un- to underscore a, a, a point here, uh, the, the the donors who are involved in any deal, um, actually, I'm going to back up and say one more thing. It's like we also need to wrap our heads around the fact that this is a deal. It's not, you know, this is not, um, it's, it's different than, yeah, this is how this nonprofit is going to be fundraising from here on out, and uh, it's it is a very specific deal that is done with a you know where a nonprofit is creating this donor fund, creating this an investment fund, working with you all for a specific deal for a specific targeted program and targeted impact. And the mm-hmm. what donors are getting here is your money will only be used by the organization if the organization meets uh, certain impact criteria, impact goals that you've agreed, uh, agreed on uh, before. It, it, do we, is that right? It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a very important point that when you say that the organization will only use this money from the donors, they, the, the nonprofit is set up on day one for money from the investors. So the donors will only repay the investors if impact is achieved. So in terms of flow of capital, investment capital goes into the nonprofit. And then the donor capital, it does go through the last mile, but then directly out to the investors to repay their principal and uh, potentially the, the, the return. It's such an interesting mindset. Um, you know, I can imagine, you know, I, I, I just, I, I hear you on the, 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 the technical point that this funding, you know, my donation is used, if I make a donation, if I give, you know, through this this donor fund, $100, $100,000, a million dollars, whatever it is I give, um, that's going to be used to repay the investor. Uh, and, um, but wow, that seems like a tough pitch. If that's, if that's the pitch to me, hey, give to us, give us money uh, so, so we can repay investors. Um, that doesn't feel very impact driven and doesn't it doesn't really appeal to my heart very much i think the the framing is it's more a a guarantee to the donor that your money is making impact because you're 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 only flowing your capital in once impact has been achieved so it's a guarantee that no other donor well right so so yeah i would would say i would say a, a key point so yes the guarantee to donors but also the fact that they know that through this model, the nonprofit is raising capital based on their impact and is set up to try to shoot for the moon to achieve that impact. That's a real driver for the, for the donor, as well as that they're catalyzing a new pot of capital. The impact investing um, you know, has to date really just been for for-profit social enterprise. So this is the first ever financial product where an investor can invest in a nonprofit and earn a a financial return explicitly linked to, to impact. And, 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 and separately, I would say, like, when, when the YMCA takes a loan from Citibank, they have to raise funds from donor to repay that loan. Mm-hmm. So it's, but they just have to do it separately. We're saying this is all in one deal. <laughs> so you don't have to go, you don't have to take out that loan, pay a guaranteed return. This is a 
and the impact security, it's contingent return based on impact. And, you know, again, back to the loan model, they then have to go out separately to raise that donor capital to repay the loan. And let's talk about the imp- right. the um, the you know, earnings that the front end investor kind of walks away with. So Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit, let's continue your example, an $800,000 debt um, investment is made up front. How much do those investors get back? How much, how much are they making off this deal? Sure. The deal term with the last mile is four years and investors are paid annually as impact is achieved. And so the rate of return depends on the level and timing of the last mile's impact. The maximum return on this deal is 12.5% total over the four years, um, but the maximum loss is 100% of principal. Interesting. So, um, yeah. Okay. So helpful. Maximum. I could lose everything. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the uh, – as an investor um, – uh, Let's talk about the the last mile, uh, and you know, so people have some uh, more clarity uh, about what this organization, uh, you know, does. A fascinating organization working in prisons in California and uh, and 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 in other states in the country. Uh, Katarina, want to tell us a little bit about the last mile? Sure. the uh, The last mile is um, is as you said, teaching coding inside prisons. Uh, they've been doing it in California, and now they've just opened up in a facility in Indiana. And, uh, you know, their belief, they've been doing this now, I think, and they're in their eighth year. And um, what they're trying to solve is the mass incarceration problem, which not only people going into prison, but then leaving and having no job prospects, $200 in their pocket, and going right back from where they came from. And so their their eventual goal is to really try to reduce that recidivism rate or people or people reoffending and going back and feeling like if you actually have, um, you know, employable, marketable skills, then your chances are much better off. And what they're focused on is the computer coding. So right. this particular deal, though, they've been teaching entrepreneurship and coding inside prisons for years. And then they realize there's actually a bigger opportunity here that for you know, starting with tech companies, um, any company really that's looking for coding work, instead of outsourcing that work overseas, to outsource that work to prisons. So that this deal is to raise capital for the first ever web development shop inside a prison, and that prison is San Quentin. Got it. And and Lindsay, what are the uh, what are the impact metrics here that are going to be used? Uh, to you know, to that that are giving investors this confidence uh, that well, I'm probably going to make a return, and uh, donors that the, you know, my funds are probably going to be used uh, well for this for for real impact. Um, what are the, what are those metrics? Sure. So we worked closely with the last mile to determine the right impact metrics for the impact security, and we had to look at a wide spectrum of options from output like the how many men graduated from the coding program all the way to the ultimate impact goal, which is reducing recidivism. And what we determined was the best way to measure impact of the web development shop inside San Quentin was using the unit of impact inmate hours worked. And the reason hours worked is the right metric is because it it determines the last mile's ability to do two things. One, 
train enough inmates to do the work in the development shop at market rate. So the program's only working if the inmates have learned coding at a level that meets market standards. And then two, their ability to secure enough contracts from the outside tech companies to provide work for the inmates. So if they can't bring in enough work, then the program isn't working. But it's also the right metric because it's easy to measure, it's easy to audit, and it allows us to, to measure additional things, which is when you measure hours of work, you're also measuring inmate wages. Um, you're also measuring cost savings to the states because all inmates, as a part of their wages, room and board is taken out, and other fees are taken out to go straight into the system. And you're measuring real work experience that allows them to get jobs later. And so what we found is that one very simple metric that is very easy to measure, very easy to audit, told us so much about the inputs of what was required for a successful program and the outputs that really showed us that it is successful. Great. That's great. And I think a very helpful and thoughtful way for folks to be thinking about what metrics they should should be looking for and measuring at their own organizations. I'm curious, you know, for all of our listeners who are going, holy cow, I had no idea that this type of capital was even possible for my nonprofit. Um, how, what made Last Mile a good candidate? What types of organizations, what types of impact, what types of um, maturity of organizations do you think makes someone, you know, qualified for or an attractive candidate for this sort of debt financing? Uh, let's go. Let's go to Katarina on that. We just we just made Lindsay talk on and on about metrics. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've actually been working on a on a few deals, and um, and then it happened that the last mile was the first to cross the finish line, but we're uh, it's quite a quite a little pun the there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I would say, so So the, the impact security is really the next generation of social impact bonds, and they are different, and, and we have talked to the social impact bond intermediaries for years now. They're well aware of the impact security, and we are different in two ways. And the first is that it is a, a financial product uh, versus a, a set of performance contracts. And the second is that the outcome payer is a, a private donor, either an individual or a foundation. And so it really expands the pool of nonprofits that can access the impact security because we don't have to prove cost savings or revenue generation as one does if the government is the outcome payer. Mm -hmm. So what we say is that this any nonprofit with measurable impact can access the impact security. Now, as you can imagine, especially if it's something new, I would say almost most important is really having the full – you know, energy, time, resources from the management team to work on something that's new. It's not, uh, it's not too complicated, but it does require, you know, time and resource. And so with the executive director, head of development, CFO, it's really important to have the team in place to go through this together. But the last mile is a relatively new organization. They, you know, this is one of their, you know, a pilot program for an eight-year-old organization. We've also worked with nonprofits that have been around for decades. And so we're equally as excited for the tried and true nonprofit to access this as the startup nonprofit. We've even met with nonprofits that are a couple of years in that do have a full team and, and well-staffed and well-resourced, but 
um, really early, but have a great vision for how they're going to achieve their impact. And and we really enjoy working with them too. So um, there is a pretty broad spectrum of nonprofits that can access the impact security. So, so Lindsay, now that 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 uh, you and Katerina have uh, you know have have your first deal with the last mile, t- talk to us about the vision you have for uh, NPX and where you hope and expect that that the impact security is going to be in and your organization is going to be in five or ten years. This is not, this is not so much about a specific deal. It's really about a vision for transforming fundraising uh, in the nonprofit sector, I think. So tell us where you, where you hope and expect to be. Sure. So as we began, we sort of came to this with the belief that every, every donation that one makes, no matter how you make it, whether you put money into um, a donor collaborative or you sponsor a gala or you write a check directly to an organization, the process all boils down to three things. One, you can do your homework, do your due diligence. Two, you make a donation. And three, you hope for impact. And no matter how you donate, that's the process. And and that's really frustrating for donors. And so our goal is to, is to change that, right? We've explicitly linked capital with impact using impact security. And so moving forward, our plan is to work with donors to launch donor funds in specific issue areas. Hmm. And when you think about other donor funds or donor collectives in the market, they all have that fatal flaw of hoping for impact. So there, and with our fund, the donations are deployed using impact security. And so you have that impact guarantee or the donations aren't deployed. And so we'll be starting with a couple of donor funds focused on very specific issue areas. Um, so you can imagine like $100 million focused on education, $100 million fund focused on criminal justice reform. And the lead donors that we're working with get to select those impact areas, determine how much capital they want to participate. And then NPX designs a custom portfolio of donations that are only deployed if impact is achieved. And, and once that fund is in place, we can then speak to the nonprofits, come to the table with the capital and, and those issue area parameters and structure deals accordingly. Um, and so we hope that in you know five to 10 years, there is tremendous amounts of capital flowing to the nonprofit sector, explicitly linked to impact and unlocking impact data that we've never seen unlocked before in the sector. So the, the uh, um, right, so the hope is that through the impact security, the uh, successful high-impact nonprofits are able to raise much more money, deploy much more money than they would have otherwise. As you think about the model, uh, is the challenge raising the donor funds or is the challenge raising the investor, you know, the, the you know, debt uh, from the investors. Who's harder to get on board as you think about this? It's interesting because mm-hmm. when you look at the value proposition for each of the three parties, right, we have donors, investors, and nonprofits. Donors have a low-risk opportunity. They only donate if it works. Investors have this opportunity to invest in a nonprofit um, but take on the risk that the 
donor isn't, you know, they're sharing the risk. And then nonprofits have access to more money over a longer timeline. So there, it's a win-win for, for all. Our initial hypothesis when building this was that it would be super easy to engage with donors and it would be harder to raise the capital from investors because the risk seems higher there. And what we found in reality is the opposite has been true is that there is such a groundswell of interest in impact investing. There is a dearth of product available, and there are very few impact investing products where impact is explicitly linked to capital as opposed to just a a nice-to-have voluntary report. And so we have found tremendous interest on the investor side, tremendous interest on the nonprofit side, and... um, great enthusiasm on the donor side, but harder, um, uh, sort of a harder road there because it's more significant behavior change. And so it's really fun for us to start now on the donor side with the donors who are interested in this new way, who are interested in changing behavior and doing things in a new way and sort of blazing that trail with us. Got it. And we hope that what we've learned in the trenches with the last mile will continue, that once that capital, the hardest piece is in place, uh, working with the nonprofits and bringing on the investors will be, um, that they'll be there. And right. Lindsay, I got to cut, cut you off. We've been talking with Lindsay Beck and Katerina Schwab, co-founders and co-CEOs of NPX about a very innovative and interesting model. So exciting that they have the first deal with the last mile for their impact security. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Lori McKenzie, Executive Director at Stanford University's Clayman Institute for Gender Research. Stick with us. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 